Today, I'm going to talk about a model for discipleship, and it's going to be based on the Ephesians chapter and verses around spiritual gifts. And so let's take a look at how this works in this context of discipleship, which can be a one-on-one -on -one relationship with someone else, or more likely, which I advocate, within a small group and initially led by a trusted, experienced leader. So let's first review the five primary spiritual gifts that come into play, and you'll soon see why I believe a single one-on-one -on -one model may have limits in the short term. So those are, it is the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, the teacher, and the shepherd. And so let's walk through why a single session of discipleship can go through all of those and then the risks and limitations of trying to do it with a limited set and a limited trainee, trained set of people. So the first one is the apostle, which means the sent one. And often that is put in the context of a physical journey to another land or a location to reach a specific unreached people's group. But I believe and elaborate elsewhere that Christ's relationship with us is one of total thought work captivity. All of our thoughts are meant to be taken captive. And so the sent one, in a way, the one delivering this, um, going into this new territory, can go into those thoughts to take captive within yourself. So let's think about it. Oftentimes when we hear the phrase, take our thoughts captive, we just think of thoughts as one big blob. But really there are many territories of thoughts. There's some, and they're segmented. And this is why it's so critical to think about this. There are some who have their Sunday thoughts. It literally is a set of thinking that they take on Sunday. But six-sevenths of the week, a completely different set of think thoughts, a different thought life. You can have thoughts about work and money, thoughts about parenting and marriage and relationships, thoughts about yourself, your goals, your purpose, your past, your hurts, your present, your parents. All those are different types of thoughts to which you want to have an apostle type relationship with Christ where he is pushing in to all of those thoughts to take them captive through the spirit and through the word and including through one whom, with whom you are in a discipling relationship with. And hopefully that, that makes sense. A lot of times we have barriers to other thought lives, which leads to our lived lives. And if we don't allow those thoughts to be penetrated, then there will be no growth and we will not mature fully in the likeness of Christ. 
So that discipling relationship always kind of starts there, where in your thoughts, which translates to parts of your life, your focus, what, what have you, are, are we trying to, to develop and grow in? The next comes to profit, which is speaking a truth which results in a metanoia, a repentance, a return to God's law, to his arms, and to a turning away of sin. This is probably the primary reason I don't believe it's effective initially on one-on-one relationships, mostly because the Christians are too weak. They can't have a strong prophetic conversation. There is not either enough discipline to do it with love or not enough uh, solid understanding of scripture to be able to speak that truth into life. And this isn't just newbies. This extends all the way up to eldership, which is why as part of this, I have a separate program dedicated to solid eldership. There's just too much weakness, too many foundational weaknesses. And I talk about the source of that, but this is why I feel it's easier and healthier to outsource this in the beginning to an external source that's constantly being vetted by others to ensure it's the truth, that it's public and transparent, and also that there's no place to really hide because everybody knows they are being subjected to this prophetic truth, which can be very harsh because it's designed as a form of grace to turn away from the sinful part of your life, which was exposed or entered upon by the apostle. The third part is the evangelist, and this is the one who delivers the message of the good news. And, and those come together. And in many ways, some many people just flock to become the evangelist. But the evangelist is powerless when there is no bad news. There is no good news if there is no acknowledgement of bad news. And so that's why the prophet is a linchpin in this process and why I argue that in the beginning, in the short to midterm, because there's just too much weakness in most churches, that it should be offloaded, right? All the frustration and the saltiness against being confronted with a sin gets offloaded externally. And then you can kind of come in when it's sort of like resolved through the good news and you can participate in the good news. The next comes the teaching. And this again feels like it needs to be outsourced in many cases because that skill is a high bar, which we've looked at. There's very high expectations. And again, most elders and leaders don't have this skill, which is to guide people along the path to life based on God's word. And then the last part is the part that everybody, for the most part, is, is, is more good at. They're maybe trained that this is what it means to be in discipleship and community, which is the shepherd, which is the walking along, the caring for, the, the, the love and the support. And, and those are important too. But, but do you see how if you're missing any of those five in a discipling relationship, there really is no room for growth. On the flip side, 
when you have all five working in tandem together with the Spirit soaked in Scripture, then you can start to see transformation as it's intended. It would explain why this is the mechanism for growing the church and growing the spiritual lives of his people. So this is the, the core. And if you're interested in see how it gets applied and developed, it's part of this training on eldership. It also is part of the um, development for uh, men, men's discipleship training. And it also is the core of the, the training on marriage and how that cycle needs to go through with a group set of discipleship.